Welcome to the Truth Seekers Podcast, where our mission is to expand consciousness through collaborative content creation. Join me, Josh Greco. And me, Nick Davies, as we bring on new guests each week who are experts in their field to share some wisdom, add some thoughts and some takeaways that you can apply Welcome to your own life. Welcome to another edition of Truth Seekers. We have Kelvin joining Coach Nick and Coach Josh, myself today. Today's topic, we're going to be talking about time. What a concept. We could take this in so many different directions. Uh, with with all, of, all that we try to accomplish in our daily schedule, in our personal and professional lives, why don't I just, I'm going to ask uh, Kelvin a question as broad as can be, and I'll just say, Kelvin, what does time mean to you? Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's a great question. What is time? Uh, I mean, you know, honestly, when, when, I, when, I, when I hear a time, right, I, I think of, uh, I, I, I think of uh, a deadline. <laughs> You know, it's it's a it's a great way to set goals and to keep you keep you pushing forward. And uh, and then time, I, I think of time. And another way I think of time, only because like I'm, I'm in work mode right now. But another 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 thing I think about when, when I think of time is, um, you know, something that you can invest with people you enjoy being around, right? Because you can make a lot of money, right? And you could and that that's that's a given, you know. But when when, when it comes to time. Um, I have been a little bit more selective, especially like working, you know, since I've been working with Nick about my time, mm-hmm. you know, where I spend my time, who I invest my time with, because I mean, you, it, it doesn't, you know, it, it's something that um, if you're not wise about, um, you know, about your time and know, knowing how to manage it, you know, you could kind of lose control of it. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. So what happens when you're more, more intentional about how you're spending your time? What, what happens? Or, or what's the reason why, yeah. why do you why do you feel that you have to be or or that it's beneficial to you to be more intentional about your time? I I think it, I think it's beneficial because if you if you're not intentional how you going how you're gonna spend your time then you lose focus right I mean for example if I you know if I set uh, I've been on so many calls when um, as a sales rep with customers especially in the beginning of my sales career where you're so excited to get that meeting, right? And then finally you have that meeting and you fail to prepare for that meeting. You have a half hour with the customer and the customer shows up on a call. If you don't have an idea, if you're not intentional on how you want to have, you know, how you want to invest or, or work with that time that you have with the customer, I mean, you lose, you could lose a, you know, a freaking, you know, 100,000 multi-million dollar opportunity with, with the customer, right? Versus, um, and another example, like today, you know, I had a call with a customer earlier today and um, I, I, I blocked out about a half hour to prepare, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you bring up a good thing about being intentional, right? Because intentional, if you prepare how you're going to spend your time, how are you going to invest your time, then you get the better use of it. Yeah. And when I, and then on this call that I had with the customer, I knew exactly what objectives I wanted to cover. And then they felt more at ease because they knew that there was a direction. They knew exactly where this was going to go. Um, so yeah, I, I, that, that's why I like to, I, I, that, that's a practice, right? I'm not perfect at it. Of course, sometimes you try to wing certain things, but in most cases when you're intentional, you, you tend to get a better result. 
It's that delicate dance, is it not, with being structured around it, but having, Nick, you have a saying about that, don't you? Being, being structured around it, but allowing the free flow uh, to occur. What, you know what I'm referring to, Nick? Yeah, it's like this duality between structure and creativity. It's like you just need enough of a template that you can allow yourself to be free with, inside it. You know, it's like, here's the 10 pin bowling alley. Give me the rails so I can throw as many balls down as I want. I know I'm going to have some sort of success because I've got some some guardrails. I've, I've got that. So I just need a little bit of structure and then go for it. And so you can work within that freedom. Create your artistry. I think that's where that comes from. Yeah, what I'm immediately thinking of, so Calvin, when you schedule that meeting, you're not just asking for the time, you're, ask, you're also including an agenda, right? But an effective agenda doesn't have 5,000 words in it. It's pillars right. for things that you want to touch upon. And then that's where you allow that creative space to flow. Is that, does that resonate? So Josh, you bring up a really good point. And Nick did bring up a good point in that um, I was listening to this podcast this morning from John Barrows, and he was talking about this delicate balance. Matter of fact, he had this interview with a sales manager, and there's this battle right now, especially in sales, and each sales professional probably know what I'm talking about, especially when it comes to management, that a big bulk of our job, you know, most people would agree that, yeah, sales is a numbers game, right? And, and, and right now the job is so heavy on data, putting everything in your CRM, looking at how many meetings, you know, um, what, what was the size, how long is this opportunity in this stage, that stage? But at the same time, there's an art to this that's people are completely missing out, right? There's an art to it where, okay, yeah, you have a clear agenda, but there's a flow that you have on the phone with the customer, right? Some people just, just like having that little, you know, banter back and forth or just having that little small talk with the customer, just understanding, okay, so yeah, where are you from? Where are you based out of? Just getting getting a little comfortable, building that rapport. Yep. Um, it, it goes a long way, right? And I think that's the art of it too, with how you're spending your time. Like it's, it's the same time, you're gonna be intentional, but you, you just want to like be present to the moment and be able to just like flow with it, right? Yeah, the, the image I'm getting is square peg round hole. How, how do you, <laughs> like think of how your managers yeah. Uh, assess your performance. It's based on time. It's it's divided into month monthly performance or quarterly performance. To your point, yeah. it's a numbers game. So you, you want to have those those lines in the water so that something hits. But to your mm -hmm. to your other point, it is it takes quote unquote time to to develop that rapport. And I would almost argue there there is no time. Like time that time by that definition does not exist. There's no timer that says you gotta have a sale by this point. When when it's right, when there's alignment with what you're offering to the client and they need it the mm -hmm. sale will happen but try explaining that to to a manager you know it's or, or somebody who has to report numbers like there's right. there's some sort of there's some sort of disconnect with how we um you know measure things is that yeah. it, Nick? With, with actually what what actually happens in, in the natural process of of a sale yeah i think i think cal nailed it right it is the artistry for sure like you, you there there's that we, we know that if we model behavior, if you, if you find someone who's successful in your chosen field and you do the things that they did, or maybe they're 10 years in front of you, 20 years in front of you, you do the things that they did, you're going to get the results that they got. Maybe not exactly, but you're going to get similar results. That doesn't mean that you're going to be happy. Uh, that just means you're going to get similar results. Like the artistry or the fulfillment 
is in that part of it is in the other part of it and that will be the same in individual situations as well as like across your whole life you've got to know how to do that best for you what serves you the best because there's the thing you could be outstanding at knocking out sales but it might not feel good to you you go, i can do the process really well uh, and i can get there but it doesn't feel good and so it might not be that there's a time attached to that as well because there's a it's in, just in in the, the the process of you doing it you could know what to do the process but it still might not feel good so you've got that artistry on both sides as well it's like well what do you need it to be in order for it to feel good for you as well there to be therefore to be mostly sustainable and fulfilling and to add the most value as well because that's what it's going to come back to you know what nick i like what you said about the feeling part of it because sometimes when you feel the moment time expands for some reason and you forget about it and then oh. you just have like time right time. this expansive yeah. thing right it's like wait a minute i've been like we've it's been 30 minutes, but I felt like it's been like, you know, for like a, so much longer, right? So, so yeah, I think, I mean, like there's a unit, there's a time, like you look at it in a confined space, but there's a period of it where you just get into this flow where it just like expands to the point where it's just like, you just forget about it. I'm reading a book right now that talks about Newtonian time versus Einstein time. Are you, either of you familiar with that? Have you heard of those <laughs> concepts? I won't, I won't dive too, too deeply into it because I, I'm still learning about it myself. But um, like the Newtonian viewpoint is that like time is finite. We have a certain uh, amount of time in a given day. And Einstein says it's, it's relative. You make your own time. So it, that, it goes back to being intentional. Like how, how do you want to spend your time? You have, you have the power to, to dedicate your, your time to certain things. And when you're doing the things that you love to do, time doesn't really exist. It, it, like you can do something that feels like a couple minutes and hours go by. Um, mm -hmm. And to me, I'm, I'm almost seeking out those things. If I can live my life like that, that just that means I'm enjoying it. Like you know, time flies when you're having fun is the the old adage. But I think that's so true. You yeah. guys think that? And and oh gosh, so much. And it, and and you you also want to be aware of it, right? And so that that's a delicate balance as well. I want to be intentional, aware about when I'm in that flow state, so I can get into it, but not too intentional that I pop out of it because that's how it feels. <laughs> And that this, this, so I, can we bring it back? I want to take, take a time to a different perspective, if we may, because I think this is fantastic. And but also to think about time in the absolute sense, right? How much? Because so Cal, you're talking about being intentional about that, something that you invest absolutely. Um, but and, and I that got me thinking as well. What well, is all time equal? Right? Because like, is this like if you're not prepared for something, you go in time that time doesn't have the same impact. But all time has the same potential. And and we we just people say that like life is short. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> or do we just waste most of it? <laughs> <laughs> How much yeah. time? Like um, and like all of us here are are people that are aware of uh, of the lot of time we're spending setting out goals, being purposeful on that. And and Calvin, like you said, right? We're not perfect. None of us are. There's always more that we can do. But and and but I'm I'm willing to bet that there's probably still hours in our days that we're not using in in places that we really want to be using it in, and and that just scares the life out of me. I've got to say because that's the only thing that we're not going to get more of. And I just think we've got to be really uh, really focused on the awareness of what time we're wasting, and using that awareness to start to drive more of it. Because if you think, is it, if you waste a day, 
How much time does that cost you? Is it just 20, a day? 24 hours, maybe more. Is it? Well, yeah, I mean, there's the, there's the actual time. And then to Calvin's point, what if you invested that time? You can't, you're not even going to know what that actually is going to cost you overall. So I'd say as a default, the time you actually lost, I'd double it up. Yeah. If you lose a day, it means it's a day in time you've actually lost. It's also a day's worth of investment of time you've lost. Yeah. I, I, I like that. We're kind of coming full circle to something Nick, you and I just talked about recently, like time blocking. And I think time blocking is interesting because that's the ultimate of being intentional about your time. I think the fear or, or why a lot of people don't do that or why I hesitated to do that is because when you do that, you give up the freedom to do the other things, right? It's almost like a FOMO. Like if I, if I schedule that to do that, then I can't do this. But what you realize is if, you, if you don't schedule anything, then you don't do anything. You don't do, you don't do any of the things that you, that you want to be intentional about. So I think, I think it's almost works like the reverse. And maybe Kelvin, you can speak to that if that's true for you. Like if you do block the time out, you can block time for personal time. You can block time for leisure activities. Um, but it's, it's a concept of blocking time for you to get the things done that you want or need to get done. And in the meantime, that it, it frees you up to have that space to have that other leisure time. So what, what I've noticed as far as time blocking is that rituals, right? So in the morning, I got a system of how I do. So I, I look at it more like, I like the time blocking idea, but I, I, like, I, like a, I like to think of it more, you, you talk about the circle and the peg, right? You know, just, I, I like to think of it more of a cycle. So as you wake up in the morning, at the way my the way my routine works is, you know, I wake up, go out for a run, exercise, come back in, take a shower, get my shake, meditate, journal, and then I'm right into action. You know, I'm right into go mode. So I don't necessarily have a time block for that, but I feel that I feel like it's a natural flow, right? But I, I see like professionally though it's great to have time blocks in your schedule because at least, you know, like, okay, well, this, this is the time I have to, um, you know, to look over my notes, to reach out to, you know, prospect, uh, talk to customers. Um, Nick and I have talked about time blocking. I know that's, uh, you know, that's something I definitely like to, you know, look for ways to like implement it, you know, what I'm doing, but, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's, it's like that delicate balance we talk about, right? With with with, with time, you know. Um, do you do want to look at it as like a finite thing, or do you want to, you, you still want to be able to like flow in it to the point where you're enjoying, you know, yeah, um, your day while being intentional. Now we're coming full circle with multiple things now. So let me just yeah. ask you, Kelvin, is there a way mm -hmm. to get that same flow after like you've made that such a, a routine that you know you mm -hmm. know it like the back of your hand? Now can you make that flow? and apply it to your professional work, even if, you know, the situations are unique and you're doing different things, but you're still doing prospecting at a certain time, sales calls at a certain time. Can, can you carry that flow over some way, shape or form or what's, what's the difference? I, I think it can. And uh, I like to compare it to say like, even like a basketball player or like a baseball player, you know, going out there taking swings. I think it's all repetitions. I think it's reps. You know, you get enough reps. If uh, for example, like Kobe, he's one of my favorite basketball players of all time. Right. One thing I love about Kobe is that when he, he the the attitude and the drive he brought to the sport, you know, he would go out there get a thousand shots a day. He would be persistent with 
his routine, right? So the more reps he got into it, the easier it was, you know, it, it was for him to just get into that flow, you know? So I feel that, yeah, okay, you could time block, but it's all about getting your mind and your body so you can start feeling it, so you get into that flow. Initially, you'll be, you'll feel unnatural, right? It's not gonna feel right, but, you know, if you get in enough reps, then eventually I feel like you could, you know, put your mind and your body where you, where, where you want it to be. Yeah, repetition is the mother of skill. That's it, right? We're building patterns. It always feels awkward. Mm -hmm. like, I remember when I started doing uh, Thai kickboxing and Muay Thai, it's, it feels weird. And then my, my immediate thought is like, oh, I, there must be something wrong with me. How can everyone around me here in this gym throw uh, kicks effortlessly? They're doing punches and their, their, their footwork's perfect. It must be that I just can't do it. Think about that. Like, it's crazy, right? It's just because I've never done it before. Surprise, like I'm not good at it. And, but that is so, we just need to remind ourselves for that because it's just so obvious. Like the, the first thing is that I can't do it. I'm not good at it. That's not who I am. And it just comes from that fear. Of, you know, I, I don't, if, I, if I do actually try more, then I'll be proven right. I'm not good enough. I, I'm going to get rejected. But it comes to stand to reps. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your baseline is. If you do anything enough, you're going to get good at it. Now, basketball is a great example of this because there's some physical attributes that make you a potential a different in a different place, right? Now, and so, so if you're five foot tall uh, and you want to be in the NBA, that's going to be a stretch. <laughs> no pun intended. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if you go, if you play basketball for two hours every day every day seven days a week for 10 years you're going to be absolutely outstanding at basketball are you going to be in there I, I don't know but you are going to be outstanding at basketball you can't not be if you've got the intensity you've got the commitment you're putting in the reps you're going to create a deep pattern and the deep pattern is doing those things over and over and over again you're going to be good at it just that's it whatever you decide to be good at doing it enough with intensity you're going to get there for sure you, you know, Nick, just to, to add to what you're saying is that um, even at work, what I've started doing is if um, there's so many new features and new technology products that are coming out, but what I would do is versus instead of just looking at it and just internally just reading it, I, I read it out loud. So my pitch, because the thing is, the reason why I read out, uh, you know, I read my pitch out loud is because it's not like I'm going to be pitching myself. I'm not going to be saying it in my mind. I'm gonna ha talk to customers about this. So I say it out loud, see how it feels, saying the words, you know, just actually just feel how it, how it is, get some reps. Because once I get on the phone with the customer, it's like, boom, it's go time. You know, they could hear, it's one thing for me because one, one thing that I realized it was a disconnect because like I'm so systematic with, with things I do, is one thing like I could feel like I know it in my mind, but if I need to get it across to the other person, Hey, say it out loud, get more comfortable with the words, get more, get more comfortable with the emotion and what you want the other person to feel. So, um, so yeah, that, that's, um, I totally agree with, um, with the reps. Let's throw in the time element to that Kevin. So six months ago, if you did the same thing, you know, we're practicing your sales pitch. What, how does it evolve? Like six months is a lot of time, right? To, mm -hmm. to not perfect it, but to work on it. So what's the difference between Kevin's pitch six months ago and Kevin's pitch today? Six months ago, I was 
finding the right things to say, right? But kind of now like him with his kicks, right? Right. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I mean, um, perfect example, right? You you think like you're still trying to figure out, okay, what what you could do, what, what what's working, what's not. But but now you're more responsive. You know, instead of figuring out the right things to date, to to say, you're actually saying stuff. And you're looking at the person that you're talking to to see if they're landing, right? In the beginning, you're you're just saying stuff off of memory. You're trying to make sure you're not screwing up. But if you have the reps down, you stop focusing on yourself. You stop focusing on the other person to see how they're responding to what you're saying. Bingo. Yeah. Let's put a concept around this, right? Because this is what we were talking about. It was talking about levels of learning. Well, that mm -hmm. first level is intellectual. That's like yeah. the, the first part. It's like, I know it. And to your point, how I think it's where you're going. It's like, when you've said it in your, your head. Have you ever had this where you've got it in your head? You're going, I'm repeating it to yourself in your head. Repeating it to yourself. I got it. I got it. And as soon as you talk to talk it, nothing. You got nothing. nothing. <laughs> right? Because it's just yeah. in your head. Mm -hmm. The first level, and that's the most dangerous level, is when you say, I know. I know it. That's just intellectual. Mm -hmm. That's useless. <laughs> yeah. But you've got to yeah. go through that, right? Because the next level is the emotional level. Is when mm -hmm. you start, and you said, you say it out loud to yourself, you start to build an emotional understanding of it. Like you start to feel it. You start yeah. to feel it. And then you experience it through that. It's like, yeah, I know that it's true now because I've seen it. I've had some emotion attached to it. And that starts mm -hmm. by saying it out like, like I'm doing right now. Like I'm using right. much more of my body, much more of myself, my subconscious. Right. And it's much more powerful to do it that way because I'm, I'm, I'm learning it in a different way. And then the third level is like a physical level. But it's just it, that pattern is just ingrained into you. It just comes out because, like you said, you're so then you're free back to the time element, right? You can actually use different levels of oh, hang on, get it, Dave, different levels of time because you the part of you that's actually delivering you're not even you're not even conscious of it just comes out. So you're actually at a different level of conscious because it's part of you physically. You're just doing it, and you're you're concentrating, looking at the person's eyes. And you're going, what, what am I seeing in reactions? Like, how can I adjust myself right now? Where do I need to go? And you're almost above yourself looking at that. You're kind of like two layers deep in the same time frame. And that level, right. that's, where you, that's where you get that deep artistry where creativeness comes out that you don't even know. When you're really in that zone, I'm sure this has happened to you, Coach, and, and you, Calvin. Like, where you're just in the zone and you're in that conversation with someone that you're working with or someone that is a prospect or someone you just care about. And something comes out of your mouth and you're like, that was outstanding. Where did that come from? Yeah. And it's just mm -hmm. because you're, you're in that place. You're in that level of learning where it's just physical. And you've got that, that creative element that's available for you. And that's just, that's, I think that's when, the, that's when that art comes out. And that artistry that of just you and you have to get to that place. But I like that. for me, it's all about those levels of learning. You've got to know where you are right now. The most dangerous thing is when you know something intellectually. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> Right, Nick, you said that's where it starts, though, and then, and then you develop there from there. Yeah, yeah, has to start there, right? Yeah, same with awareness, right? It's right, awareness isn't enough. You know, something is like, what am I do with it? It's kind of the same thing, but if you don't, if you're not aware, you can't do anything about it. All right, so takeaways I got I loved repetition is the mother of skill. Um, I, also, I jotted something down here, it said, uh, time, time allows for development of honing of, of your skill, right? Mm. Um, kind of what you just mentioned, so it goes from intellectual to emotional to physical it's kind of what i was getting at with uh 
Calvin, the, uh, the question to Calvin, like six months ago, you know, if you said that out loud, you could probably almost see physically, um, you know, not only verbally were you stumbling over your words or like finding your way, but physically as well. And now it's, it's home to where, you know, just the machine and what that allows is for your, your creative, um, you know, uh, like creative Calvin to come out. Like it's the real you and, and you're mixing it with the best elements of yourself. So how about a third pillar? I, I like the, the idea of like, now that we know this, it just takes a little investment of your time to learn something or to achieve something. Uh, I like the idea of like manifest, figure out what it is, like how to reverse engineer it. Like, what do you want to learn, to know, to figure out, to achieve? And then how much time do you have to invest either on a monthly basis, weekly, daily? I, can either of you just kind of sharpen that up a little bit? Help can me I out. That, can I tie that back around? Right, yeah, because yeah. Was, uh, th this is, this is why coaching is so important, having someone in your life that helps you to do this because how do you compress time? Because if we think about time, okay, here's six months, go and perfect a certain skill. Um, but it's not about the time because you could give someone the same six months and say, go learn that skill. One person can come back at a professional level. The other person could be an amateur still. It's not about the time. It's about what you do with the time. So you can compress time. It's about reps and frequency. It's about reps and frequency. If I'm having, if I'm having, uh, if I need to get to 10,000 hours of something to be great at it, at it, and I'm only doing, I've got six months, but I'm doing two hours a day. It's different than if I've got six months and I'm doing 10 hours a day. Mm. Think about that. How, how much, how much more exponentially that you can use time for if you're willing to do the reps and, and up the frequency. If someone's doing an hour a week of something, they're doing 50 or so hours a year of that. If you're suddenly doing two hours a day, you're going to get to that same level in, in, a, in, a, in a matter of weeks rather than that entirety of the year. So you, you can compress that time by making sure that you stay aware and alert to the fact that there's always there if you want it to be. I think that's so powerful because that's the only thing we're not going to get more of mm. in absolute terms. So we're, we're compressing time to get to where we want to go more quickly. Is that fair? And we get more compound interest outcome from that as well. Mm. Because if we got 50 hours and it takes a year to do that's 50 hours, it's not the same as doing 50 hours in two weeks. You're going to learn a lot more if you did that over two weeks. Yeah. That's crazy. So it takes way less time and you learn more. Why aren't we doing this? <laughs> I sign up for that. <laughs> That's it. That's why coaching is so important, right? That's why keeping, keeping yeah. your accountability and ownership is so important because you've got to keep it tight. Awesome. Any, any final comments from you guys about time? Uh, one thing I just wanted to bring up to, um, to add to what Nick is saying is that it, it's funny when you, when, you, when you look at time, you tend to look at it, you know, the mind tends to look at it linear you look at it from a start to an end. And I'll give you an example. Uh, two years ago, I picked up, um, I, start, I started coaching, I, I decided to get a coach. And uh, one, of the, one of the goals that we set was to lose, I wanted to lose 30 pounds by a set time, right? And it's funny because, yeah, okay, we set that time, we, we, we set that goal, but to what you're saying about manifesting, I almost feel that, it, it just appeared, right, that out of nowhere, the, the, the thing with losing weight, right, and I have a bunch of people that ask me, like, yeah, hey, how do you do it? What do you do? Well, one, I, I just, 
you know, I, I stayed consistent. Sure. I, I stayed consistent, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's funny how if you just stay consistent over a period of time, eventually you'll just manifest what you want. And 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 when you lose and when you lose like when you lose thirty pounds, of course it's a big celebration and you feel great. But then there's another hunger in you saying like, hey, wait, could I lose another five? <laughs> could I lose another 10? And I, I feel like the, the big thing for me was, was just that it's, it's, not, a, it's not an end. You, you, it's not an end. It's more like a journey. It's, it's, and and that's, that's what the whole manifesting really kind of resonates with me when you, when you brought it up. You know, it, it's not like this big day where boom, that's that's what happens. It's more like it's it's a it's an evolution, right? It, it, it's it, it just it's a, it's a happening, and when you, when you manifest it and it's there, you have to feel it now, right? Because because back then when I was two sixty five, in my mind I was like, yeah, okay, I'm two sixty five, but after a workout, I felt like I was two thirty five, mm-hmm. right? I started getting my body feeling like, yeah, I feel like I'm 235, but I'm not going to hop on a scale yet. I'm going to wait, <laughs> you know, until, you know, an, another week or two so I can see that I'm, I'm actually pro- progressing to my goal. So, yeah, I um, manifest and I feel like you have to feel it. You feel it in the moment, right? You feel it in the moment, and then uh, eventually you see things come show up around you to, 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 to the state that you want to be in, right? You have to feel that state first. Try, try and get yourself into that state. So glad you shared that. That was uh, it was just wisdom pouring out of you right now. I love it. That's great. Yeah, yeah. How about Nick, anything else? Yeah, absolutely. Just we should we should do another session on that, Calvin. It's it's manifestation, <laughs> okay. visualization, associate right. yourself to the goal, associate yourself mm-hmm. to the pleasure, because that's the difference, right? We do more to avoid pain than we do to go towards pleasure, because yeah. it seems further away. But if you feel it mm-hmm. right there, then it's real. Yeah. Present with and it, that mm-hmm. you can't help to go towards it. Yeah, powerful stuff. Yeah, Love it. I want to talk for another hour here, but let's uh, let's end this one. <laughs> let's, let's schedule another one soon. We'll talk about that. I would love that. Thank you guys. Okay. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Truth Seekers. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And remember, we believe that feedback is a gift. So please feel free to give us your thoughts. And if you crave that visual interaction and would like to comment on our videos. Join us on our YouTube channel, hashtag truthseekers.